Good morning, church. On this service, um, the Worldwide Church on the church calendar celebrates something called Christ the King Sunday. Christ the King Sunday marks the culmination of the church year. Next week, we begin Advent, looking for Christ's coming. Christ the King Sunday celebrates Christ as king when he reigns in the throne forever. So the rest of the world is celebrating that. We can join them because that's a wonderful day, and we're excited about that day. Me, personally, I'm excited that we're celebrating Christ the King Sunday this week by baptism. Um, this is the one time a year I get to wear the latest fashions from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So hope you enjoy. Let's pray together. Our Father and our God, we thank you so much for loving us. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for your example that you give to us, for your obedience, for your submission, for your willing to do your Father's will. We thank you, God, for the blessing and sacrament of baptism, how in this public confession we give word and we give action and we practice what you've done on the inside, how you've saved us and raised us to new life. And Lord, we thank you for the church, the worldwide church that's always celebrated baptism. We join with them this morning as we celebrate your children stepping up and, and being obedient to what you've called them to do. In your holy and precious name, amen. If you have scriptures this morning, we'll be reading in Matthew this morning, looking at two different passages where the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, something I didn't think about until this week, he brackets his ministry here on earth, talking about baptism. The first one comes from Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 to 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. And at the end of his ministry here on earth, the Lord gives us this commission in Matthew 28, verses 16 to 20. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus brackets his earthly ministry with baptism. Next week, we celebrate Advent. In Advent, we look at the celebration of Christ's coming, that the Lord on high left glory to come to earth, that the Lord on high left glory to come to earth to show us how to live to please God. He left heaven to die for us, to be raised and now celebrates in heaven as he serves as our mediator and our advocate. Advent, we celebrate Christ's coming. If we look at the scriptures directly, the next thing we really have of Jesus is him in the temple. When he goes to the temple to celebrate like his family was one to do every year, and they leave him, which every parent can relate to that story, some of us. But they leave him behind. After a couple of days, they come back to the temple, and they find him in there talking with all the priests. And they said, what are you doing? He says, don't you know I'm about to be about my father's business? But then we have 30 years of relative quiet. But in that 30 years, we celebrate that God was doing work to prepare Jesus for ministry. 
This morning, we celebrate baptism. With these four candidates in this service, we celebrate that they have chosen to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. We celebrate that they're right now saying that, God, I believe you, I follow you, I'm now going to be about my father's business. We celebrate that the work that their parents and grandparents and family and friends and church, the work that you've done to sow the seeds into them, we celebrate that as well because God has prepared them for his ministry. Just like God, Jesus came and he submitted to John to be baptized. Jesus, in submission and in baptism, fulfilled all of the prophecies that were said of him. Jesus showed his obedience to God, and Jesus was approved by the Spirit and the Father. Isaac, John Luis, Emma, and Messiah. This morning, as you step forward in baptism, you're showing your submission to Jesus. You're the fulfillment of all of God's dreams and prophecies. You are being obedient to God. And yes, your Father and the Spirit is proud of you both and all of you. Baptism, we believe, is a sacrament. That's a churchy word for the idea that it's an act or a ceremony that outwardly shows what's happened on the inside. As Anabaptists, we, as brethren in Christ, we come from this tribe called the Anabaptists. And a lot of times people always ask me, what's an Anabaptist? And I humbly tell them, everything you really believe about Jesus, that's what we've always believed. Our Anabaptist heritage allows us to do something we call believer's baptism. They even called us the, the rebaptizers because they thought we took baptism a little too seriously. But we believe that anyone who chooses to believe Jesus and is willing to be his obedient disciple and walk in baptism, we, when they're able to verbalize that testimony, we believe that they should be baptized. And we don't take this lightly. As Anabaptists, we were killed for hundreds of years for this belief in baptism. We did something a little bit different. But this morning, as these candidates, they join with the saints. They join with the church of hope. They join in this rich tradition of ours that says, you believe and you're being obedient and you're being baptized. As Anabaptists and as brethren in Christ, we do baptism the way, well, I was going to say the right way. I'll let you decipher that on your own. You see, some people baptize by dipping. Some people baptize by sprinkling. Some people have been baptized by getting a little cup and pouring it on you. But like I said, we baptize the right way. We do full immersion. And not only do we do full immersion, Jesus says I, you should be make disciples and go and baptize what? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So guess what? We do triple immersion. So we ask the candidates when they come in, they're going to enter into the baptistry. They're going to get on their knees, and we ask them to cross their hearts like, cross their hearts like this. The kneeling is very, very important. You know, some traditions, when they baptize, they throw you backwards. But our, earth, our, our early mothers and fathers of the church, they believe that baptism is submission. And when you kneel, you're submitting to God. When you go forward, you're choosing to be submit to God. And this is important because my first baptism, I took it a little seriously. And Pastor Sutch was back there, but she was up closer. And um, I wanted to make sure the person got the baptism right. So I kind of put my hand in the front and the hand in the back, and we dunked them a little hard three times. They survived. They still loved me. They told me after the first service. But this is very, very important because in kneeling, you're submitting to God. In kneeling, this work and action that's happened on the inside, you're saying, God, not only do I believe you, but I'm choosing to kneel and submit to you, and I'm bowing three times in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Spirit. So baptism is about faith. 
Now, a lot of times as Christians, we call our faith in Christ a walk. Sometimes we call it a journey. Some of us might look back on our lives and we see it's an adventure. But this morning, as we look at the example of Jesus in both these passages, may we be forever reminded that our journey, our walk, our faith with Christ is not just a walk, not just a journey, not just an adventure, but it's discipleship. It's obedience. It's submitting to God, our Father. We baptize because it's Jesus' commission to us. We baptize because Jesus did so in obedience. We baptize because Jesus did so in preparation for ministry. Now, we know baptism does not save. We believe the symbol and the picture that we're doing this morning, it has no power in and of itself. But what a wonderful picture it gives us. A picture of our sins being washed away. A picture of us saying we've died to sin. And now we rise with Christ in new life. Baptism is a sign. It's a sign that you belong to Christ's kingdom and you belong to the body of the church. It's a sign that says, I stand with the saints who've come for thousands of years. And if Jesus don't come back right now, I'll stand with the saints to come for thousand more years. And I stand with the saints in this room to say that I believe, that I pledge my life, that I will follow Jesus. You know, in the New Testament, the only thing we have of baptism, when you read through the book of Acts, is that people believed. Then they repented. And then they were baptized. Oftentimes we make it more than it's not. But a simple example we see in Acts over and over from the day of Pentecost to Simon, to the Ethiopian officer, to the Philippian jailer, to Crispus, the synagogue ruler, to the Ephesian church, we see three things. They believed in Jesus Christ. They repented of their sins and they were baptized. So Isaac, John Luis, Emma, and Messiah This morning you're being baptized because of your belief in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You're giving us this outward display this morning of your inner commitment to God, your obedience to Christ as his responsible believers. In the baptism, we'll have a time where they'll share their testimony. In sharing their story, they're just going to tell you a little bit about what God has done, why baptism is important to them. But for us this morning, may we know that yes, they give the public testimony, but we are also part of this service and we are covenanting with them and God. We're saying we celebrate your new life in Christ. We celebrate your commitment to God, the church, and this church. We celebrate your obedience and your love for Jesus and following as his disciples. And we celebrate and we commit to you for this lifelong journey. In the first service, we baptized Jack and Maggie Cicero. We baptized Colin Patterson. We baptized Jesse Stoll. In this service, I'm honored, I'm blessed. They will baptize Isaac Johnson, John Louis Schwartz, Emma Schof, and Messiah Washington. We're going to be doing it a little bit different this year for those of you who've seen baptism um, in this church. What we're going to do is Pastor Patty's going to come up here and we're going to call up the candidates one at a time. We have a microphone for them, and they're going to share their testimony. After they share their testimony, we're going to invite them over to the baptistry where the deacons and Pastor Nate and I will welcome them in and we'll baptize them. After we baptize them, we'll sing, uh, Pastor Nate will say a prayer for them, and then that'll conclude that portion of the service. At that point, I'll give you a little bit more instructions, but that's just the flow of what we're doing. I need my laminated sheet. Yeah, (laughs) it's like, could someone grab that for me? This is kind of important. Uh, any laminated sheet will do. Thanks, Christian. 
God bless our deacons for their great work. Isaac, John Luis, Emma, and Messiah. Obeying the command of our Lord Jesus and confident in his presence with you, we have come to baptize you because you have heard and responded to God's call. In Jesus Christ, God has promised to forgive you of your sins and has joined us together in the family of faith, which is his church. He has delivered you from darkness and transferred all of us into the kingdom of his beloved son. In Jesus Christ, God has promised to be our father and to receive us as brothers and sisters. You are children of the king. Know that the promises of God are for you. By baptism, God's sign is placed on you to show that you belong to him. Sharing Christ's reconciling work, you will also share his victory, that dying with Christ to sin, you will be raised with him to new life. Isaac Johnson. I let Jesus into my heart when I was three. I want to show people that I followed Jesus. Jesus died for my sins. I know Jesus loves you and he died for you too. Amen. Good job. Brother Isaac, in coming to baptism, you declare faith in Jesus Christ and announce that you want to be his obedient disciple. Isaac, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you believe that he has forgiven your sins? Yes. Because of your confession of faith and in obedience to the command of him who is the head of the church, I baptize you into the death of Christ and to newness of life through the power of the resurrection in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen? God, thank you for Isaac. Thank you for his decision to follow you, Jesus. Your word says, God, that the kingdom of God is like a seed planted, and then it's worked its way through the dough, and it becomes this great harvest. It just grows and grows. God, I just pray this See that you've planted in his life and in his heart, God, even at a young age, God, it will continue to grow and yield forth a harvest of righteousness in his life, God, that he will grow to be a man seeking after your heart, God, seeking after your face, God, and that he would just grow a deeper intimacy with you, God. Philippians says that he who begun a good work in you will bring it to completion until the days of Christ. We just declare that promise over his life that you work in all things to bring about the good of your purposes and plans for him, Lord God. I just pray you continue to grow your blessing and your presence in this life, Lord God. Just fill him with your spirit, God. Fill him with your love. Fill him with your grace that he will walk in the anointing and the power and the presence of your spirit in this life, Lord God. Just bless him, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.
All right. I am grateful that God took me from an abusive family and gave me a new family who loves God. He saved me. I remember loving him, him loving and protecting me. I want to take this next step in my spiritual journey. My brother John Luis, in coming to baptism, you declare your faith in Jesus Christ and announce that you want to be his obedient disciple. John Luis, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you believe that he has forgiven your sins? Yes. Because of your confession of faith and in obedience to the command of him who is the head of the church, I baptize you into the death of Christ and to newness of life through the power of his resurrection. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, God, for the work that you're doing in John Louise's life, Lord God. Thank you for bringing him to a place of continual healing and continual growth in you, Father. We just pray, Father, you would just fill him with your Holy Spirit, God. Just your Holy Spirit and your word says your Holy Spirit reminds us, Lord, that we are sons and daughters of you, God. I just pray he grows in his identity of recognizing that he is a son of the king, that he is blessed in every good measure, that you pour out your love, your grace, and your mercy on him, God, and that you call him to walk and live a life worthy of the calling that we receive in you, Christ Jesus. So, Lord, we just declare that over him, God, and that all the days of his life he will walk in a way that honors you, God. Your word in Psalms 119 says, how can, it keep a man, how can a man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word, O Lord. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God, we pray that you light his path, that you light the ways he should go, Lord. That as he makes decisions, God, that your spirit would speak to him and say, this is the way to go. This is the way of righteousness. This is the way I'm calling you for, God. And that all the more he would grow in awareness of your presence and your love for him, Lord. Just love on him, Father, as a father loves his son, Lord. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hi, I'm Emma. Um, I just want to say really quick, um, standing here next to the tub, it reminds me of um, when I was a kid pretending to be baptized in the bathtub, <laughs> along with trying to figure out how to get my teddy bear to heaven. But yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I was born and raised in a Christian home. Um, I was the usual Christian kid, attending church, Girl Scouts, Sunday school, summer Bible camps, and other church activities. Um, though these past years, I've been blinded by something. My faith and love for God started to fade. This year began with me doubting the Lord's existence. It wasn't until the end of last year, this last school year, that I was reminded again and again of devotions and growing close to God. I shrugged it off, telling myself that I was fine. I still attended church, although for the wrong reasons. And I attended um, youth group, but because of friends. This past summer, I had a pulling in my heart, something or someone telling I, me I was doing something wrong. This past August, I went to Mount Lucian Bible Camp for the first time. That week, my eyes were opened. That week, I asked God what I needed to do to change my actions. The one morning, I bought a devotional book that my counselor suggested to the group. Because of that week of camp and recommitment, I am standing here today. I might never have met all the amazing people at this church, 
and I am here now because I wasn't ready the past opportunities of getting baptized. But I am now, and I'm so excited to see what God has planned for me and not what I'm, I wanted for myself this year, earlier this year. Since yesterday, I am now 16, and I believe this is the best way to start a new birth year. My sister Emma, in coming to baptism, you declare your faith in Jesus Christ and announce that you want to be his obedient disciple. Emma, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you believe he has forgiven you your sins? Yes. Because of your confession of faith and in obedience to the command of him who is the head of the church, I baptize you into the death of Christ and to newness of life through the power of his resurrection in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Father, I praise you for her birthday yesterday, God, but even more so, we praise you for a spiritual rebirth that's happening in her life, God. We just affirm, God, that she is your daughter, she is your loved one, God, and that you remain faithful no matter what seasons we go through. So, Lord, we just thank you for your faithfulness in her life, God. And, Lord, as a reflection of this newfound decision in you, God, we just pray you fill her with your spirit's presence, God that she would be increasingly aware of your presence, God, that she would find her life and her being in you, Lord Jesus, that these devotions that she does, Lord God, that it would help her to sink her roots deeper into your love and deeper into your grace, God, and that she would find herself experiencing newness in you, Lord God. Your word says that you are doing a new thing in her, that the old is gone and the new has come. The new has come. You are made in the image and the likeness of God, called to reflect his glory, called to be an imitator of him. So walk in the freedom, walk in the life, walk in the newness that God has for you. I just see a picture of a girl dancing and rejoicing and twirling in the grace and the light of God. And I just declare that rejoicing and that freedom in the presence of the Lord over her. In Jesus' name, amen. Good afternoon, church. As many of you know, my name is Messiah Washington, and today I'm giving my life and soul away to the Lord in the presence of my church. The reason I'm giving my life away to the Lord is because I'm turning 16 soon, and in the future, I don't want to make any horrible mistakes. And I feel like in my heart, I've been called to be a follower of Jesus. I used to feel that my life wasn't, wasn't blessed, but since I have accepted Christ, things have been different for me in a good way. I feel his love, and I believe in my heart that Jesus has died on the cross for my sins, and I want to show gratitude for that, and I'd like to thank this particular church, Harrisburg Brethren in Christ Church, my church, for guiding me the way to the Lord.
my sister Messiah. In coming to baptism, you declare your faith in Jesus Christ and announce that you want to be his obedient disciple. Messiah, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you believe that he has forgiven your sins? Yes. Because of your confession of faith and in obedience to the command of him who is the head of the church. Cross your arms. Because of your confession of faith and in obedience to the command of him who is the head of the church, I baptize you into the death of Christ and to newness of life through the power of his resurrection. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Psalms 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He guides me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yes. Proverbs 3, 1, 3 through 4 says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not on thy own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, Messiah, and he will direct your paths. He will direct your paths. Wait on the Lord. He loves you. He's going to guide you. He's going to lead you. He's going to direct your paths so that your decisions you make not only reflect human moralism of goodness, but that it reflects the righteousness of Jesus being worked in your heart and in your life. So, God, we just bless Messiah, Lord, and pray that she grows a deeper awareness of your presence with her, God. Pray you fill her with your Holy Spirit, God. Fill her heart with the awareness of your presence. Fill her mind with thoughts from you, Lord, and scriptures from you and just your words of love and affirmation to her, Lord God. And just fill her entirely with your presence and your anointing and your power, Lord God. I just sense the Lord saying that you're a woman of courage. You're a woman of strength. You're a woman of power. You're a woman who is secure in the identity that you have in Christ. And so walk in that. Do not be afraid, but be courageous in the power and the power of the spirit that God gives you. Timothy says, the spirit of the Lord did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So we just could send you to just walk in God's power, walk in his love, walk with a sound mind, Lord God. Bless her in all her days. Thank you for the family and friends that are here to support her, Lord God. Just continue to surround her with a loving community to just bless and affirm all that you're doing in her life and use her to be a vessel of your kingdom and your light, carrying forth your spirit of light and your spirit of presence. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. going to give a little bit of direction for as we end the service. Uh, so we're going to go in the back and change. Pastor Esty and the team are back up. They will sing one more song. Uh, at the conclusion of that song, we will come back in. I see some of the candidates are back. So what we'll do is we'll present them a certificate. It's an official Harrisburg Brethren in Christ baptism certificate. All the cool kids have them, so you should work on it. Um, but also, um, Pastor Nate worked really hard to, to think of verses that we wanted to speak into their lives and bless them with. So we'll also present that as well to them. And then at the conclusion of that, we will have our closing song. And then all the candidates, I'll invite them to go to the back so we can greet them on the way out. Um, they are young, so try not to overwhelm them. There's only four of them and hundreds of us. So maybe just give a high five or a thumbs up, but just give them an encouraging word. Um, also, to buy us a little bit of time, I want to share three things. In Jesus' commission to us, he said that we should go and make disciples, we should baptize them, and we should teach them all the things he's taught us. 
So what they've done today is the hard part. They've made this bold step. But we as a church have to step up and do our work. It is our job and our commission by Jesus to make them disciples. It is the work not of the pastoral team, not just of the family, but of the church. So I hope today isn't just an encouragement to you and it's a warm feeling inside. We like warm feelings. But I hope it's a recommitment of you to dedicate yourself, rededicate yourself to God, and also a commitment of you to say, what are the gifts, skills, and abilities God's given me, and how am I going to do it to go and make disciples? We've baptized them, but now we have to partner with the Spirit, and together, let's teach them all the ways of Jesus our Christ. Amen?